I'm Jason Wilson with American Riviera Bank, and you're listening to The Regional Pulse. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Sam Walters from Zotos Bowling and Beyond. Zotos is located in Goleta, right here on the Central Coast, and is a fun-filled entertainment center open 24 hours, a full-service restaurant and a sports bar, arcade and virtual reality studio and events room. It's a full-service operation and pleasure to have you with, with us, Sam. Yeah, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So leading in to COVID, the bowling industry was in, in process of kind of a massive shift from the olden days, from the 70s, 80s, 90s, to where league bowling kind of dominated the revenue stream. And can you talk to us about what you've already done before COVID even came into play and how you've adjusted to the market and the industry? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, bowling had its peak in the, in the 60s, 60s, 70s, and then we've seen a, a slow decline over the last, you know, 40, 50 years until about, I don't know, five to 10 years ago, we saw a shift where the focus was, was less on league bowling, less on the competition and the sport. The focus now is more on creating a space where people can come together, eat, drink, play games, have fun, uh, build a little bit of a, a sense of community and togetherness. And so we're trying to lean into that trend that we've seen in the industry where we want to modernize, we want to focus on customer experience, not just on the sport itself. And so that involves redoing our, our food program, so our making sure our food is great and our drinks are fantastic and, and craft cocktails but also making sure the arcade is state-of-the-art and the systems there work well. And then, uh, we can get into this later, but we just opened last week our virtual reality studio, which awesome. is, is the future of entertainment. So the focus has definitely shifted, and I think polling centers that don't embrace the new change and new technology and, and try to innovate are going to get left behind, and we're, we're seeing that already. Got it, got it. Uh, what did a typical work day and work week look like for you prior to the pandemic? You know, so we thought it was difficult before, and and it turns out that was that was the easy stuff. Um, that was looking at when we first got here, which was only eleven months ago. So we're coming up just on a year of the new ownership, and before the pandemic, we had an, an amazingly established brand a really good, solid customer base. And so it was about managing operations. It was about finding new technologies that worked best and about changing our POS systems and re reimagining the customer experience, finding ways to become more efficient to improve the customer experience, you know, decrease waiting times, increase customer satisfaction. And so those were really fun projects. and and. So back in 2001, when they did the center, it was state-of-the-art mm -hmm. when, when they redid the full remodel. And they had projectors and, and glow lights and a great restaurant and 60 taps. And that was all really new at the time. But in the last you know, 20 years or so, everyone else has kind of caught up. And we saw an opportunity to come in and, and redo it again. Take it to the next level. And get ahead of the curve once again, you know? And so... And so that's what we did. And 
that involved changing the technology a lot, changing our website and our online presence, our marketing, and then adding these attractions like a new arcade and the, and the virtual reality. And so that, that was the focus when we, when we first got here. And grooming the people too, and making sure that the people who worked here are happy because it's not us that make this go around and make the customer experience great. It's everyone on the floor who's, who's working hard. I think reconnecting with them, getting their ideas, what they thought needed to change. And that's where a lot of the work was inspired. Well, 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 speaking as a league bowler myself um, in this community and at this center, you know, I got to tell you, just over the, the year I've got to know you guys uh, as a customer, you know, I can see the efficiencies and, and uh, you know, even, even as you diversify, you know, to capture, you know, the recreational market and the league bowler, you know, I, I feel as a league bowler, you've still honored us and kept us. Um, you know, happy, and you can see just the awesome things that you guys are bringing to play to, to capture pretty much everyone and make it a family destination type of place. So thank you. Yeah, well, no, thank you for saying that. And I think it's, it's really important to acknowledge, too, it's not a zero-sum game when it comes to recreational bowling and league bowling. I think if you make one better, it improves the other. If you get recreational bowlers into the sport and enjoying it, mm -hmm. and you give them a, a custom bowling ball and they're going to want to join a league and they're going to want to make the, the level of play better and that makes the leagues better and everyone has a better time. And the, and the more resources we have, the more we can share with our league bowlers who really are still, to, to this day, the, the kind of the backbone of, of our bowling business in the sport. So, very nice, very nice. So what changes have you had to make to your business model with the COVID crisis and pandemic going on? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Initially, we had to close down completely, like everyone else, and we, we immediately pivoted to takeout and delivery food, which was an incredibly interesting experience. You know, we're, we operate a 30,000 square foot entertainment center, and all of a sudden, we're, we're just like, we're a ghost kitchen, essentially. And so, but at the same time, we learned a lot during that period. We learned a lot about our, our restaurant procedures. We learned a lot about the new point sale system and the technology and the delivery apps that we have at our disposal. And those are things that we'll carry forward indefinitely. And that's a new revenue stream we never thought we were going to have. Oh, very nice. So I, that was, I mean, your, your menu's epic. You know, yeah, I, think, you. I think it's you know, some of the best pizza in town. Um, you know, you pretty much can get anything. So, yeah. Uh, they, so does it's, it's always prided itself on, on shirking the the reputation of bowling alley food, which okay. is, you know, you think of an old mom and pop, old mom and pop center. Like the, VIP style food. Yeah, you know? exactly. You're, you're not going to go with it. It's not, a, it's not all coming out of the fryer. You know, it's fresh. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good food that you can enjoy and that you, you want it. It's, it's the old model is people come for the bowling and then they come for the bowling and they end up eating and drinking just because they're here. But I, I don't think that has to be the way it is, and it hasn't been the way it is in our experience so far. Is people will come if you give them a great experience in the bar and good food and a great experience in the restaurant, they'll come for that. Um, and so it's really important to, to make sure we're, we're honed in there. So during this time, has there been any, any surprises that, have, that you've had to adjust from? Yeah, lots of, 
lots of surprises. Um, it's been the most interesting marketing experiment, experimentation time for us because we're trying to figure out how to make people comfortable and how to make sure our staff is comfortable and safe. And so it's, it's trying different things and, and trying to communicate our message properly. So I see a little outdoor action going on yeah. here on the patio. Is that uh, was that a result of the COVID um, concessions, so to speak, from the the city to allow businesses uh, which are limited by occupancy? I would imagine. Yeah. Um, um, and and uh, how's that been going out there? Of the that's that's been great. It's been a it's been a project. Okay. Um, which has been really really interesting. I hope it's something we can keep for a long time because it adds. A, a great element. I mean, we're in Santa Barbara, right? And it's hard to go somewhere and find better weather and a better place to, to sit outside and eat and drink. And so, until we, they invent retractable roofs, yeah, bowling alleys, it's a great option to have. It's a fantastic <laughs> option to have. So that's been fantastic. It's been really well received by our customers. And so, yeah, as soon as we got word from the city that that centers like us could take part of them in parking lots and and turn them into outdoor seating, we jumped on it immediately. And it's worked out great and it's been utilized and we're just really happy to see people outside enjoying themselves. And now you guys just you recently were able to open. We were, yeah, so it's, it's two weeks ago today. Two weeks ago today. Two weeks ago okay. today and okay. we've opened and it's a completely different operation. Can, can you tell us some of the things you're doing safety-wise to, to ensure the customer sure. experience is excellent and safe? Absolutely, I mean, the biggest thing operationally for us is space. We need to make sure everyone has the, the proper social distancing. And so we took, we took, I'd say more than half the seating out of our restaurant okay. um, to ensure there's plenty of space in between tables. The arcade's got a strict uh, limit on people that can be in there. Okay. The lanes we're only using every other lane. Okay. So that puts about 11 feet in between each group. Um, now, now, ladies and gentlemen, they have plenty of lanes. I mean, twenty, you know, even though there's twenty-four lanes and only twelve possible at one time, that's plenty, and you should get out here. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that. Yeah, definitely, with plenty of space still. It's we're fortunate we're a big center in general, and we've got a lot of space for people to spread out and be safe. But then it's it's after after spacing, we're talking about cleaning procedures. Okay. We're cleaning every bowling ball every time it's touched. And every game in the arcade, every time it's touched, every headset. Wait, does that mean I can leave my bowling ball on the rack and I don't need to take it back to the rack? That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Right on. Wow. That's exactly what you're supposed okay. to do. Yeah. So we've got, we've got someone full-time down on the lanes now who's their only job is to make sure when people leave their lane that those bowling balls get cleaned properly. We have special sanitizing spray that doesn't harm the oil patterns. Okay. Uh, which... Never knew that existed, but right on. Here we are, and to and to clean those surfaces down at the, at the lanes and the screens and anything that's touched really is, is getting cleaned every between every party. So operationally, that was a a lot of planning, a lot of whiteboard drawing went into figuring out how that was going to work. And the same thing in the restaurant, and any restaurant in town can can tell you about this. But you've got so many things you never think of that are high touch condiments on a table. Those got to go. Little table flaps with menus and, and dining options and advertising and stuff. Those those have to go. And menus have to be disposable now. Every time they're used, they get thrown out. And so 
there's so many things that have that have changed. Um, but I think it's made us better as a team. Our problem solving is, has amazed me. Mm-hmm. I think people now are far more comfortable voicing their opinions and coming up with ideas because it's necessary. And we need everyone's, we need the combined brain power of everyone here to, to get through this and figure it out. And so I think that was unexpected. You think when times get crazy like this and decisions have to be made, people might might take a step back and wait to be told what to do and and just hope it gets sorted out. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't been the case at all. We've seen so many great suggestions from customers and coworkers and it's been really great to see and it, it makes me really hopeful for the future. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I mean, you know, I, I love it how you have looked and taken the opportunity to make a positive out of a negative and, and you've used the time um, to I mean clean I've never seen this bowling alley cleaner um, and to make some changes some neat changes to the inside and to offer uh, virtual reality yeah in that so talk to me about how you use that time to be to create almost a new revenue stream or a new event that would ultimately bring families to your place yeah so we had a a little more of a long-term plan we knew we we needed to add another attraction and we needed to utilize the the newest tech and the newest attractions and so virtual reality was the obvious answer and it's an incredible experience most people until you try it you it's really hard to describe what it is okay you're completely immersed in a different place and time and world and you're in an empty room and you completely forget and it's it's quite an amazing experience, almost almost addicting. So we had this long term plan, this one or two year plan, where we said, well, we'll slowly we'll slowly get some of the stuff out of the way that's not as as useful, and we'll move a couple walls that we need to to create this extra space, and we'll, we'll do it slowly because we don't want to impact the customer experience. It's over by the bathrooms and the hallway, but then. Then we shut down and we thought, well, we've got six weeks minimum. That was our guess. Before anybody's allowed, going to be allowed to come back in here. Before we feel comfortable letting anybody back in. And so it just made sense to accelerate. And it was scary Mm -hmm. because here we are. Our revenue's gone to essentially zero. Mm -hmm. We still have all the obligations, financial obligations we had before. But we were so confident that it would, would pay off. We doubled down. And we said, let's reinvest and and build out this studio. And we were really lucky that we found a partner in Surreal Virtual Reality Studios. Who have a, they had opened a location downtown last year. And they're great operators and the latest tech and the latest games and the greatest stuff. And, and so they agreed to partner with us and come in here. And, and we provided them the space and the resources. And they had built out the studio. And, and so we got it done about a week before we got the green light to open two weeks ago. And so it, it really worked out well. We feel really fortunate. It's an amazing addition to see. And I'm just really excited for, for people to try it. Wonderful. I, I think I think it's amazing and, and it's uh, the first of its kind and you know it's innovative and, and that's awesome. And you know and you didn't sacrifice anything else. I mean, the pro shop is now actually on display, you know, in a better place where 
um, recreational bowlers and league bowlers can ultimately, well, first off, know that there's an option to purchase um, bowling balls of any kind or, or type and, and accessories and bowling shoes and all the, every, anything you need to bowl, uh, you guys have. Yeah, so that was that was another piece of the renovations we said. And, and it's, it's cool, bowling balls are cool. Yeah. They're pretty and they're fun. Yeah. And so it, it made a lot of sense to put that stuff on display. And, are you doing anything now to promote um, the the bowling alley or the bowl, the pro shop and and actual? Yeah. So believe it or not, we've been giving away custom fitted bowling balls. Nice. Um, we've been doing that for about a week and a half now. Okay. And the the customer response has been fantastic. I mean, people, a lot of people, a lot of recreational bowlers don't know that the balls exist outside of the, the plastic house balls that are down there on the lanes. Sure. And getting a, a custom bowling ball that's made of different materials and has the right core and mm -hmm. it's it changes the sport completely. And so we're just so excited to be able to to give those balls away and get people a little more excited about the sport. And it's not I mean it's it's feels great to give them away and people love getting something of value without without having to pay for it. Um, but well, it's, well, it's I not entirely altruistic because Sam, I mean I tell you Sam I, I was here Monday and we brought in a, you know we brought in our team getting ready to, to start up the, the fall league season which I think is starting a little bit after July 4th holiday July 6th July, July 6th, 6th we're we'll starting see you that. right on right on um, and we brought a, a friend of ours who doesn't bowl but they noticed the, the rack of bowling balls and they're like, what's going on up there? And sure enough, by the end of the night, they, he, was, uh, he had purchased his bowling ball and set up an appointment to come in and drill. And he was so excited. Mm -hmm. So excited to learn a little more you know, about the sport and what it entails and, and really you know, how to make yourself better and, and the fun and camaraderie and togetherness that this industry truly has. I mean, it, it's a... It's a great chance to to get together, to spend time with your friends, to uh, to in all aspects, whether or not you're bowling or eating or watching the game. Yeah, it's absolutely. Awesome. Right on. Yeah, it's great. I think uh, it's especially interesting the world we're living in now for brick and mortar places. Is we're I think we're in the middle or at the very very beginning of a massive shift in consumer behavior. And it's hard right now to be a retailer. It's hard to, I think, sell clothes or sell home goods or gifts because so much of that has moved online and so much of that you can take care of from the home and you never have to leave. But one thing that will be very, very hard to replace and I don't think will happen anytime soon, and this is the thing that makes us feel so confident about this industry and about what we're doing, is you need a place to spend time with people. You need a place to exercise a little bit and have fun and eat and drink. And so I think entertainment is is one industry, one brick and mortar industry that's, that's going to be okay for the long run. Yeah, it just it seems like Santa Barbara is searching for things like that. I mean, you know, we, you know, they kind of say uh, the town is, um, you know, kind of misses the gap after you graduate from college and then there's a little bit of space and then we get into an older demographic but um, 
but it's it's really wonderful that you guys have continued on when we've seen other entertainment pieces and places in town um, not get the traction that they needed to really maintain, you know, and and uh, having a, a, a recreational center. I mean, I don't even know if this should be even called a bowling alley anymore. Yeah, I think the I think the proper term is family entertainment center. There you go, right on. So, um, do you have any advice to share with other businesses who are still trying to figure out how to open during this time? Yeah, absolutely. I, a couple pieces. One is, I think there might be a situation where businesses are trying to shift and they're trying to adapt. And they're, they're thinking about it as like a short-term solution to the problem. And they're saying, what can we just do right now for the next couple months to get people back in and be safe and protect our workers, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think that's necessarily the right approach. I think the right approach is, what, what can we do now that'll change the way we do business and protect our customers and protect our coworkers, but that we can keep, that's gonna change our, our model for the long run. And so for us, Delivery, for instance, delivery food and takeout food. That's something that we had to pivot to. We had no choice. But it's been great, and we've seen a lot of great success there. And so that's a, a new source of revenue that we'll have indefinitely that we're really excited about. Now, now tell me about that. Can you order through delivery services, or um, how, how do I get a pizza from Zoto's delivered to my doorstep? Yes, we're on all the major delivery services that operate in town, so Grubhub. Uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats, so you can find us on those, and then you can also order on our website, which has been really kind of a cool development. And then, yeah, order on our website and come in and pick it up here. So that was we kind of scrambled at the beginning to get that all set up, but once we had it going, it was eye-opening that this has been here for for years, and we never thought of we never thought of taking advantage of this. And so that was a really really cool experience. Sam, thank you so much for for uh, all your insight, uh, what you're doing to ensure that we have a place that's truly meant for families and togetherness. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with um, as we wrap this this up? Yeah, I mean, we just we just hope that we can continue to provide a place for people to come together and, and spend time. I think. It's something everyone's it's craving right now, and to be able to provide a safe, healthy, fun place for people to come together and spend time, and maybe forget about forget about all the trouble in the world for a little while, I think is the ultimate goal. And so, as long as we can continue to do that for the local community, we'll be happy. Wonderful. Well, well, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. And best of luck to you guys. Appreciate you all for listening. We look forward to more great local conversations here on the American Riviera Regional Pulse.